Thank you for joining us, everybody. Welcome to the Woman Crush Music Takeover of Break the Business. Takeover, 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 takeover. <laughs> My name's Ashley Kurvabon, and I'm the founder and executive directress of Woman Crush Music. And I have with me here the queen of operations, Mo Lincoln. What up, what up? And today we're going to be talking about being a businesswoman, but also being an artist. Oh my gosh, you what? can do both? You can well, do that? What a concept. All right, so I'm going to give a little history about the uh, organization that I founded that Mo is also a part of, and it's called Woman Crush Music. It started last hashtag, year. Don't forget that. Don't forget the hashtag. Hashtag. Hashtag makes the business. <laughs> it's the thing. It's the thing that's making us blow up. Um, so Woman Crush Music is something I started last year here in Portland, Oregon. That's where we're at right now. And started at the Jade Lounge, which was conveniently located a block away from my apartment. And from there, it went to New York, Nashville, and Vancouver, BC. So basically, it started off as uh, just getting opportunity for women. It was a showcase, a monthly showcase, where local musicians uh, who were female-led bands or uh, all female bands got to perform and, and do their music. And more people needed it. Uh, more cities jumped on board very quickly. We became international very quickly because there was such a big need for women in the music world and, and opportunities in the music world. So uh, the company also does workshops. And we do those every other month um, in between. And those could be workshops on how to do merch or how to sign a contract, how to read a contract. How to write an email. Yeah. <laughs> All the how-tos of of what what artists don't really know so this company is really just to help help artists help young or old artists really get affiliated with the music world and through woman crush music that's actually how uh mo and i met yeah um and i really like to tell this story and i think it's really important that she's here with me chatting on this takeover episode of break the business because we are the perfect example, and I've said it once, and I'm going to say it many times, I'm sure. We are the perfect example of the community and just the relationships that we're trying to develop with this organization. Um, I met Mo through another woman crush artist, actually. Um, who is now our board member. Who is now our mm -hmm. board member. Shout out to Haley Johnson. Hey, hey. Um, so I emailed Mo. We actually looked it up yesterday around <laughs> these days last year was our first email communication and i asked her to play a showcase at the jade lounge um we met in march and kind of took off from there um we became friends and then she asked me to co-write a song with her and then i asked her unofficially and then officially to be my right hand in the organization and now we are here uh talking to all of you and so I think uh, this is really important because at the end of the day, I've, I always forget to tell people this now, but I started Woman Crush because I'm an artist. And that is ultimately the, the most important reason why we're both here is because we're both artists. We're not just some industry people who don't know anything about being an artist and are completely clueless. We're talking to you, you know, as artists today. Ashley actually read my email that I sent to her and um, back our inner correspondings and it said, I'd love to play at your showcase. I've been looking for a community because <laughs> I had just moved out to Portland and it's really what I found, a community of people that were like-minded and just powerful women, powerful in all, 
all sorts of ways. Yeah, I you know I agree with Mo that that is one of the reasons that I started Woman Crush because I was still semi new to Portland from New York, and I just really wanted to find a way to meet other women that were like me, um, and want to know like who are they working with you know like how does one find a safe producer or a safe you know co-writer or a safe band member um and i'm using the word safe because i'm sure i don't have to explain why but unfortunately us women have to worry about this a little bit more (laughs) Mm -hmm. when we're looking for um collaborators so i that is one of the main reasons why I wanted to find other other women that were doing the things that I was doing because I wanted to ultimately build a team as an artist right. and yep. I didn't really know how to do that. Um, and the music world is crazy. It's There's no set path. It's not like becoming, you know, a CPA, go to college in accounting, get your master's in accounting, take four CPA tests, bam. It's music world. There's so many ways to make it. And even when you make it, you got to keep making it. So where do you even start your foundation? How do you start your foundation? Um, and Women Crush really has helped me um, build a fo- better foundation for myself. So that being said, um, I think we should maybe talk about um, kind of how we started in the music world. Yeah. Um, not just as artists, but we both took a sim- similar path and majored uh, we both went to college and majored in in things that were ultimately going to help us being an artist. Um, and I I can speak for myself by saying that when I was in, you know, I was set on being an artist all throughout college. I didn't want to go to college, but <laughs> but, but once my parents were just like, mm, you should probably go get that I piece think of my paper. Mom's exact words were, "Hell no, get your ass to college." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my mom impressions are coming i'm just getting warmed up <laughs> um, so i went to school for vocal performance and got a second degree in business administration technically it was like one big degree i kind of merged them together and created it at my my school go huskies and iu um it's called music administration and from there i interned at hangout music festival um and jumped into the festival circuit and was overwhelmingly surrounded by other entities to make it in in the music world and connect and network outside of just going and performing so uh during my internship is where i um the head person who owned the festival you know showed showed me the ropes of this is what it takes to to build an empire and i thought that was really awesome so i made it a goal of the moment that i graduated college i would never work outside of the music world as a job if i'm getting a degree in it i'm never going to work outside of it Um, So I moved here to Portland and a week later got a job at a venue and have since then just learned about how contracts work, how booking uh, tours work, how regular tours or um, West Coast tours work versus East Coast tours. Um, all of the fun stuff from even stalking a bar <laughs> is all of the fun stuff. Sponsorship. Yes, yeah, sponsorship has been has been one of the better things that I've learned. So up to you, Ash. Yeah, I mean, I I think that's great. And I think that as an artist, you know, if you're being forced to go to college or you'll feel or you'll feel a little bit safer having that piece of paper at the end of the day, um, 
major in something that you can use to, to your benefit. Right. Yep. Um, something like music business or what Mo did, create your own major. Like, they didn't have it, so, so I just boss. created it. That's so boss. <laughs> step step <laughs> boss ass bitch. 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 Step one to being a <laughs> boss ass bitch. Um, create your own major in college. Um, so yeah, I, that being said, you know, I wanted to be an artist and didn't really want to go to school. I thought that I wanted to major in psychology and then I realized that I was incredibly, incredibly, um, slow when it came to biology. (laughs) And so there goes that plan. Um, but instead I realized that I had kind of a knack for writing. And at first I really, really wanted to be a music journalist because I was just like, well, I like writing. Yeah. I like music. That makes sense to me. And then someone told me that print was dying and <laughs> that no one was going to pay me as a writer. <sighs> and I took a PR class. And I was like, well, shit. Apparently, um, one of my professors, and I'll never forget it, she was just like, being a PR professional is literally being a professional bullshitter. <laughs> Something you are very good at. And I was just like, I think I can make a living this Sign way. Me up. <laughs> Did Sign you me say up. bullshit? Did you say bullshit? <laughs> I can chat people up and drink fancy wine all day. And guess what? That's what I do. Yeah. I mean, not fancy wine because we broke. No. <laughs> but, but we close our eyes and pretend it's fancy. But, uh, you know, I can I can make two buck check look real nice. So <laughs> sorry, I think it's three two ninety nine. No, <laughs> yeah, uh, we don't pay taxes here in Oregon, so I slide my pennies over to the guy. Um, um but yeah, so I I ended up doing that, and man, has it served me well. Um, and not not really school, but just the internships that I was able to get, and the venues um, that I then went on to work at. Um, you know, I, I worked at a big venue in Times Square. I worked at a music publication. I worked at a record label. I worked mm-hmm. at a publishing house. And I got to see all sides of the industry through the PR. So let's talk about that. I think people get confused, you know, in the music world. It's either you're uh, a singer or a manager. And there's so many more entities that you can get into the music world. So there's producing. There's audio engineer. Um, there's PR um tour manager regular manager um yeah there are so many different titles that one can have um and i think that you know when you're first starting out it's important to recognize what these are yep and how they work and how they work because let's say you go to hire a publicist and you don't actually know what that is (sighs) and they charge you an arm and a leg because that's what they do and you know, I, sh- I shouldn't say it in that tone. A lot of them are great. <laughs> but, you know, you, you got to know what you're paying someone to do. Um, so what's one of your favorite um, books that you've used to help you find out those? Um, so I really, really like, as a songwriter, um, Shelley Pikin's book, Confessions of a Serial Songwriter. I love that book. It's fairly new. Um, it's a very uh, relatable read, I think. Because she, well, one, she's a woman, and she not only talks about, like, the back-end things, like, she talks a lot about contracts um, and getting stuff signed. She talks a lot about publishing and sync and all that stuff, and she's just, she's just a great example of a woman who overcame a lot of obstacles in this industry. 
um and not everyone loves her because she was she's she's a boss ass bitch in play i feel like we should have like that on loop i had to look it up to make sure i said uh his name right but david uh, baskerville it's a book i got in a college class called music business handbook and career guide and in the book it, at the back it has um in in um it has a uh what do you call it? It's at Avenue window. I can't think of the word. Ah, it's a just a list. It has a list of every single job, music cataloger, everything. It's oh, all listed go. out there. And then it has a um, it has j- just so many good, insightful things about the digital era, how the digital era works and functions because it's so new. I have an old book that I read. I can't remember the name of it, but it's from the 90s before the record label oh, crashed. All about the music business Yes, one. I love looking mm-hmm. back at that one and just seeing um, ways that it worked before, you know, before the crash of record labels. So I use those two uh, oh, yeah. guides. Oh, yeah. And this, you know, since we're talking about being a businesswoman and artist, I think it's important for me to say that lately um, – you know, since I'm very much in the businesswoman mindset all the time and guilty of, and we'll talk about this, guilty of not being an artist as much these days. Mm. Um, I've been reading a lot of books by other uh, women business owners or women who have, who are like CEOs of like multi-million dollar companies because you know how people say dress for the job that you want? Yeah. Well, not only do that, but you should be living like the life you want exactly. and just surrounding yourself. F- full on envisioning that you already have that life, right? I'm not telling you to like imagine that you have a million dollars and then go <laughs> blowing out your credit cards. I kind of did that. Um, so far, <laughs> there's a there's a thing on the internet that says stop saying you wish and stop saying you will. And someone commented, "I will. I wasn't broke." <laughs> <laughs> so start willing yourself. I will. I was an artist. <laughs> so. Exactly. And also just getting rid of the word like words like I can't do this or I don't know or I don't know. Yeah, that's a big one because you can always find out you. Oh, goodness. The Internet is a great thing, a great resource to use. You Mm -hmm. can literally ask Siri. If you don't you know, ask Siri. You can ask her. What is a or Alexa? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Google. Okay, Google. How do I manage my social media? <laughs> oh goodness! Try that. Tell tell us what happens. <laughs> but anyway, like we were saying, there's there's always a lot of options here. Um, you know, if you feel like you aren't a strong writer and you don't think you'd be a successful publicist, that's fine. Um, most people only read 140 characters these days, so, so you can be a professional tweeter, and that's actually a job. It is a job. That is actually a job. <laughs> so, and and pe- most artists don't want to do their own social media. Yes, that is a very good <laughs> so point. we will hire you. Yeah, I will hire you. I'm going to give my email out now. <laughs> uh, you can find it in the comments so where, below. Where would you start if you're a musician and you're looking to learn more of the business side and you don't have time to go to school? Where where would you start? I think finding your local Woman Crush music chapter would be the first step. Mm, quick plug, quick plug. Quick, quick, quick plug. <laughs> um, and if for some reason we're not in your city yet, um, look into other networking options. Yeah. Uh, a quick other plug to our friends at Balanced Breakfast. 
Um, they have really, really great meetups in a bunch of cities all over. They have an app now launched for Android and iPhone, so... Yeah, so definitely check them out. Check um, us out. Check them out. They have great, always great conversations at their meetups. Mm-hmm. Always great conversations. Um, and it's nice to get it's nice to get a male's perspective sometimes. Also. Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> but, Networking events are a great way to start off if you're trying to get into the music business. Here in Portland, they do a music uh, forum. Vortex Magazine hosts it. It's uh, going to be in February this year, and it's a really great great networking time and meeting people you know that you might not have access to um or that aren't easy to reach uh via email so bring your business cards um i know that uh, in person scares a lot of people luckily for us facebook is a way of life right (laughs) now and there are plenty of facebook groups that you can be a part of to start getting to know people in the business and actually, contrary to most people's belief, a lot of them are very, very friendly. Um, and one thing that I have learned since starting Woman Crush and kind of like opening myself up to every opportunity is don't be afraid to ask questions. Yes. And don't be afraid to reach out to your favorite PR person for advice. And don't be afraid to reach out to your favorite ghostwriter for advice because they might actually answer you. And then, you know, that could easily change your life. Um, and I'm saying this 100% from experience. So tweet them, email them, Facebook message them. I mean, probably don't do all at once. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at you, bro. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm a part of the, the rare group that doesn't give a shit about double texting and triple texting people. <laughs> it's a very rare breed of people. <laughs> But, um, but yeah, you know, the internet is a, a great tool um, in these cases, but I don't think, I really don't think it should um, completely uh, take over the need for in-person communication. I don't think anything beats in-person connections, but if you want to ease your way into the networking world and you don't want to leave your house, <laughs> then uh, Facebook groups are definitely the way for us women there's a really great one um that was founded by Catherine forbes um it's music biz besties yes she's great um they're great there's a girls behind the rock show which is also amazing a lot of uh younger music industry professionals are there or aspiring industry professionals um they're awesome there's also the music industry career networking group m-i-c-n-g um that's a big one and you can find everyone, like, of every And if you're category. not a big networking fan or groups scare the life out of you, get onto those social media uh, pages and invite someone out for coffee and, and start off one-on-one and work your way. And, and that makes it a little bit easier when you do go to the networking parties because you'll know at least one person, like, hey, I got so in- coffee with so-and-so. Definitely, definitely. I I think I've I've gotten to that point where people ask me out for coffee now, and I always like sh- shedding the shedding the <laughs> wisdom to the youngins, <laughs> to the youngins, <laughs> which also makes me feel incredibly old, right? <laughs> but, but at least I'm inspiring the youth. <laughs> yeah, um, definitely do. That being said, if you're an industry person, you should be spreading your knowledge as well. 
So let's talk business, because what music business and business are very uh, two very different things from lingo um, and things you should do and not do. They're very different, and every city is different. The way Oregon's music business functions is different than the way Illinois functions is different than New York. Um, so let's talk business. And Mo is definitely the, the person to talk about that, because as queen of operations at Woman Crush, she is the one that makes sure all of our chapter leaders, uh, shout out to the CLs. Yo, yo, yo. You guys are awesome. Um, she's the one that makes sure that they're they're all submitting their artists by deadline and venues by deadline and speakers by deadline. And so I'm sure even though she hasn't been to a lot of these cities, she's really getting to know the the music scene yeah. um, through, our, through our CLs. So maybe you can talk to us a little bit about that. So I have two main mis- music business rules that I've definitely learned, adapted, and and value my first one is and i this is caps lock bold underlined get it in writing oh yeah that is my first one that i live by and the second one that i live by send the email as soon as you get it i think nothing makes me more mad than waiting a week to hear back from someone or three weeks to hear back from someone or the day the show announced and they're like where is my contract (laughs) so send that email as soon as you get it back be timely. So the reason why those are my two big things is because legally getting things in writing um, will save you a lot of trouble in the long run. Um, And it binds people to doing what they said. I've had situations where I've just had talkers who will talk me in circles about things that they're going to do for me. And I'm like strung along like, yeah, this is great. And then everything falls through. So having it in writing like, nope, on October 13th at 2.45, you said... Send message. (laughs) On that note, um, I think it's important to say that don't let it slide with your friends. If you're working with your friends, even more of a reason to get a contract. Oh, yeah. Um, I think people think I'm weird. I've had uh, someone sing on my uh, track, and I sent her a little work for hire. (laughs) 25 bucks. But she had to sign it before I paid her. (laughs) You got to do it. You got to do it. And this is not because... You know, we're from big cities and we don't trust anyone, but like kind of a little bit. (laughs) Kind of a little bit. Go shy town. (laughs) But, but, you know, it is, you gotta, you gotta protect yourself. I think it presents yourself as that, as a, as a, you won't be mauled over. If I send you a work for hire contract, you're like, oh, this girl's got it together. And I do have it together. So it's kind of just letting, letting the forefront know, like, you can't fuck with me, even though I'm an artist. And I feel like a lot I'm, I'm going to generalize the music world right now. I feel like a lot of people take advantage of artists because artists don't know. And having that contract right at the beginning, like, hey, tells them, like, all right, you're not going to fuck with me, dog. This is true. This is very, very true. I'm just, um, I'm quiet because I'm thinking about all the times that <laughs> that I was a youngin' artist. And I was just like, oh, <laughs> all those things i could have done if i knew what i know now um and then my second one the timeliness thing is just because everyone functions in different time zones so me sending something to someone in new york at nine o'clock portland time is not nine o'clock new york time so sending it right away is just just to keep the conversation going in a timely fashion um 
And it, it shows that you're eager to do X, Y, and Z with people. And I've gotten rebooked for a gig. And the guy literally said, I booked you again because our communication was so strong. I know I don't have to worry about you. And I think that's important. Communication is very important in, in keeping it constant. So, so both of those things that Mo mentioned, timeliness and and getting everything in writing, even if it is just like a sentence, like you will do X, Y, Z yep. and I will do X, Y, Z. Yep signatures that's great um both of those things will get you very far in this business um and they're at least a first step in presenting yourself as a businesswoman um and don't don't get confused like that doesn't take your artist title away from you right yep i tell every one of the artists that i coach you need to be both there's not an option anymore even if you have like thousands of dollars to pay other people to be doing you these kinds of things know. for you you need to know because of what i like said before like you need to know what you're paying people to do in the yeah. first place so another big business music business thing that you know i've gone gone to love and understand is contracts uh the way a contract works and when you're signing your name over to do x y and z what does it mean you know, what does the fine print mean? What happens if it gets canceled? Do I still get paid? So teaching artists, before you sign that contract, have someone look over it for you. Whether you actually have a, a music business lawyer or uh, your mom. Your mom is looking over it before you sign. My mom has looked over so many contracts for me um, before I've signed Or your them. incredibly legal savvy younger brother, which was my Yes. <laughs> Shout out to Diego. Yes. <laughs> And if I don't shout my mom out, she'll um, she'll uh, yell at me. So, hey, ma, I love you. I'm Mama Kingsley. Thank you for reading my contracts. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's a really big, important business, music business thing that, you know, artists, artists need to know and do. Um, the other music business thing is writing. Um, writing your bio, writing a good press release. If you don't hire a PR person, how do you write a press release? I had Ashley, uh, I just released my first uh, single on my EP in November, and I have never done it before. So I wrote a press release and sent it to Ashley, and she said, oh, no, honey, make it look like this. <laughs> I was kind of like, that's good, but let me redo the whole thing for you. <laughs> but it was good. So after that first one, I now this is my third release. Set them up, knock them down. Set them up, knock them down. So... Learning how to, the forum of writing things, you know, your bio, your short bio, your one sentence, like how, how does that happen? Always need multiple Making a versions. one sheet and um, how do you create your one sheet? So uh, you have to learn the format of writing a bunch of different things and even social media. How are you going to say X, Y, and Z? I use X, Y, and Z a lot. How are you going to say my release is on January 22nd? How? How are you going to say that? Well... I would say, yo, 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 today's the day, today's the day. Are you ready? PDX question mark, exclamation point. One, two, two, hashtag without you. And then it would be a picture of without you. And they're like, yo, this girl is dope. Um, we could probably talk about social media all day. And I could also probably talk about PR stuff all day. A quick music business 101. Uh, most of these things, like Mo said, once you learn them once and you practice them and you have an actual like publicist or whoever is knowledgeable that you know look over them, you'll get it. Because all these things are like formulas, kind of like writing a song, honestly. Mm -hmm. I've, I mean, 
we can say this because we're both mainly pop writers. Um, <laughs> I love pop music. <laughs> we're both guilty of the love of the pop, pop music. music. <laughs> we're both guilty of the pop music. But you know, I I think when I first started writing music, I really fell in love with, and I don't think I've ever actually told you this. I really fell in love with Emily Sunday's uh, formula that she uses to build the song. Um, and so she always does like a little instrumental intro. She does verse one and it's two um two little sections of verse one then a pre-chorus then the chorus then verse two is shorter half the length of verse one and then the pre-chorus chorus and then she does the bridge and then she goes back to the chorus and then she does like a little outro that's my standard formula well guess what press release writing is the same shit (laughs) you're just not singing it to music (laughs) you could it would be weird but you could do it you could do it but you know that's that's what i'm trying to say like all of the skills that you have as an artist you can do this don't think like i'm just an artist i'm not smart i can't do this like because that's what they think and you need to come in and show them uh no i'm not an artist I'm a business artist. I'm a bardist. It's a bad one. Then let's I'm cut a, that part out. I'm just I'm kidding. <laughs> can, I, can you edit that part out? Bardist. <laughs> you are an artist. You are a business person. You are a boss ass bitch. 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 I'm not a boss ass. How many times have we said that? <laughs> I'm telling you, we need a button. <laughs> um, all right. Let's go over to some Q&A real quick. Do a couple of these and we'll do some banter. Thank you for submitting questions. Yeah, thank you, women crush folk that we asked and the CLs that I yelled at to send me questions. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Briskly talk to is better. Question number one, how do you find time to yourself when you're constantly either working or writing or playing or being an artist? Wow, that's a loaded question that's for sure. That's a loaded question. That's a big old burrito. So how do I find time for myself? I am going to be real with you folks. Because we keep it real in the WC team. We do. <laughs> um, I am very much still struggling with this one. Yeah. Um, especially transitioning into, like, I thought I had it mastered, and then transitioning into a whole other role of just working from home all the time. And working from home literally means that you are working from home all the time unless you set boundaries. And that's something that, you know, I'm I'm really still working on. I'd, I'd love to tell you, like, oh, I've got it down. Like, mm-hmm. I shut my phone off after 6 o'clock. I <laughs> shut my laptop. Like, <laughs> I have weekends. Like, that, that would be a lie. Um, but I acknowledge it now, and I am letting you listeners hold me to it. Um, I'm going to start taking weekends and evenings to myself. And I think having that time to yourself, just making time for it. If you're super busy like Mo and I are, literally schedule that time for yourself. Like schedule your – Mo is like one of the most dedicated artists I know because she literally practices her instrument every day. And it shows, (laughs) right? Tell the listeners about how – when was the last time people saw you play guitar like a couple months ago and then she just did a the woman crush show here in portland and so many people came up to her and were just like hey you're rocking it at the guitar some might have compared me to Jimi hendrix but that's off the record (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> and um, you know, I'm gonna plug next week's episode uh, because we're talking about this. Uh, Katie, our marketing director, Woman Crush, and Michelle, our branding director, we'll all be talking in New York about uh, self care as an artist and how you can really get into that. Uh, Katie's a, a yoga teacher, so she can teach us all about that, and I will just be there learning. <laughs> and for me, I I fa- I'm struggling. In a sense of, I think I don't allow myself to have time because I'm always ticking of like, there's more I can do, which is so true. There's always, there's always more you can do. And actually on Friday, I turned my phone off all day. I texted Ashley at one and I was like, yo, you're not going to hear from me for the rest of the night. I'm just giving you a heads up. And, and I kept my phone off. So I think I'm, and I enjoyed my time. I think I'm working on trying to allow myself to have time because I can make time for myself. I'm a big schedule person. But I don't allow myself. I'm always ticking, always ticking. And it, it's hard to, you know, in the beginning when I first started Woman Crush and I didn't quite have a team yet. Now I don't even have an excuse because I have a fantastic <laughs> team of people helping me. Yes. Um, But when I didn't quite have a team, I would take a day off or an hour off and I'd be like, oh, my God, I could be doing so mm-hmm. much right now, but I'm not. And, you know, you like Mo said, you don't allow yourself, right? But... It's important because what happens when we don't take days off? We end up tired and or not a hundred percent. And that affects you. I found when, you know, I was writing songs pretty frequently when I was just overworked, like that literally like that doesn't help you write good songs (laughs) or any songs or any songs for for that matter. (laughs) Even if you're overworking yourself playing your instrument or trying to really force yourself to write something or rehearse in other ways or learn new skills. I think I picked up that poor habit of not allowing myself from college of being a music student and a business student. And, you know, as a music student, you spend so much time in the practice room. Mm -hmm. So I think I've gotten it got that poor habit from college. So college students, if you are listening, college is going to be the best four to eight years of your life <laughs> if you're doing extra laps you can do it it's fine um so enjoy it enjoy it yes you're there to get an education yes you're there to you know to start your career but also just enjoy it music students don't be afraid to go to that college party <laughs> <laughs> you know who i'm talking to yeah music kids be safe though <laughs> be safe <laughs> um so question number two is what is your usual daily schedule like in terms of dedicating uh, time to work or whatever you might be doing as an artist? So my daily schedule, I work uh, in the office uh, Tuesday through Thursday, 11 to 3, and then I work events Sunday to Sunday. So I could work a show on Thursday, Friday, Saturday night, or just a show on Saturday, Sunday night. It all depends. I luckily get to pick my schedule, so I it can coincide with playing shows and gigs um, and going to networking. And I spend an hour a day practicing guitar, uh, 30 minutes a day practicing uh, like a piano or voice, and then another 30 minutes of my time either writing poetry or, or writing a song. So about two hours maybe goes to artist work a day, Some, sometimes more, sometimes less, depending on the you know mood that I'm in. And then the rest of the time I spend having Bob's Burgers watch me because I'm passed out. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's my day-to-day um yeah i'm very much a late night artist 
Um, so I get a chunk of my inspiration. Like, oh shoot, I forgot that I go to the gym seven days a week <laughs> and I meditate for an hour. I'm pretty much a god, so <laughs> I would say so because I don't do any of that. <laughs> <laughs> I go to the gym seven days a week. I go to yoga. Got to get my body right. I'm trying to look like Beyonce, so it's hard. She it's even hard. has a what would you, what would Beyonce do thing. On I her. wake up every day while I'm doing my makeup. I'm like, mm, what would Beyonce do today? <laughs> Try to do it. And that is why you should follow most <laughs> scheduling <laughs> techniques. <laughs> Perhaps you should write a book on that. <laughs> what would Beyonce do if she were me? <laughs> Don't. I'm copywriting that. Don't steal that from me. I'll tell you, for those of you who work from home, here is what I started doing. And I think it's, um, I wish someone would have told me this when I started working from home. Um, Wake up whatever time you feel like waking up. But I've noticed that waking up early actually does make you feel better. Um, So wake up a little bit earlier than usual this week. Try it. Um, I don't try to work out in the morning because I'm not lying to myself. <laughs> so it's I 2018. <laughs> I wake up, I make my coffee, I spend time with my puppy, I get into my emails and I do that. And what I started doing now is once every hour, um, I get up. I get up to get water, I get up to get a snack, I just get up because those of us who work from home I'm sure a lot of us are guilty of just staring at our computer screen for five mm-hmm. hours straight. Mm-hmm. We don't have a boss telling us to go get them coffee or go make copies or, you know, have meetings. To I mean, most of us probably have meetings too. But, you know, we don't have someone telling us to leave our desk at any point. So we can literally choose to stay there for hours at a time. Don't do that. Don't nope. do it. That is literally the worst thing that you, do, you could do for your brain and your body. Um, so definitely do that. Turn your phone off or close your computer at normal working hour times. Mm-hmm. Don't let your clients text you. That's another thing. Yeah. <laughs> Separate, Separate your personal life and your business life with your cell phone. Or if you're going to give them your number, turn it off and get a new phone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to do that. <laughs> where them double texted that (laughs) this one's a good one to follow up uh, with what we're talking about what advice do you have for making time in the day to write or tend to your artist side after a long day of working and some people have a 9 to 5 job turn your phone off that's your advice. Just turn your phone off. Turn your turn turn your notifications off. You wouldn't. I wouldn't turn my phone off because my voice recorder's on there. <laughs> <laughs> but that that would be my advice. I, if it's a little melody in your head, sing it into your phone in the bathroom really quick. Mm-hmm. Um, I think not having to think that you have to turn your business side off and then be creative. You know, I've pulled over. Um, and sang and and typed out words really quick, or even said it to Siri like, "Hey Siri." put this in my notes and and spoke out what was in my head or I keep my my journal with me all the time to write in I think not allowing yourself as an artist to plug whatever you have to do immediately don't just be like oh I'll remember it because no you fucking won't yeah no you won't I definitely don't like I almost got one of those whiteboards for the shower because I used to think of song lyrics in the shower all the time yes yes. we should get one of those I Get one of those. <laughs> put it in your Amazon shopping cart right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Put it on your wish list if you don't have money right now. <laughs> um, send it to your parents. 
This one's a, another good one um, and a, a really relevant question. What is the worst part about balancing both uh, having a full-time career? So we have, you know, women crush and then you have your day job. I have my day job and we do artists. So what's the worst part about balancing everything? The worst part is for me f always feeling like you're not doing enough. Um there are times where I get really overwhelmed and I'm sure I'm not alone in this feeling. And I just think like, I think thinking about the what ifs in this situation is literally the worst thing that you can do. Yeah. Because I could have been like, what if like I had, you know, emailed so-and-so today and said this, or what if like I could write a song like this person every day? Or what if, you know, I didn't have to do all of this nine to five bullshit and I could just play music all night? Or what if I didn't have that 8 a.m. meeting tomorrow and I could just rehearse with my band all night? I think for me, the worst part is uh, not giving enough to the artist side of me. I, I'm, I'm very business savvy and very straightforward with business, so I do spend a lot of time doing it and think the worst part is not giving enough to my artist's work that I should be. I, f I wish it could be, you know, 100%, 100%, 100%, but it's not always. Um, it's not always. That being said, though, I think it's important to know your limits. Right, yes. Um, and not feel bad about what you're, what you're not accomplishing, because I can tell you right now, um, I've put my artist my new artist project kind of on the shelf until we get woman crush a little bit more stabilized um and funded because that is my priority but i i chose that mm -hmm. um i chose that because i also happen to be planning a wedding <laughs> and that is also taking a lot of my time but you know i'm choosing what i'm spending my time on and not trying to juggle a million things at once and people have asked me like oh are you playing any shows soon or you know i heard you're releasing a new project like is that still happening and i confidently say to them that is still happening just not right this second right and i don't feel bad about it i don't because i I know what my priorities are, um, but that is not speaking for everyone because there are people like Mo who are actually doing both at the same time, three things at the same time, <laughs> because she has a full-time job at a very busy venue, and she also works at least 15 to 20 hours a week on Woman Crush stuff. Mm-hmm. And she's killing it as Kingsley. Yo, yo, yo. Uh, she's I'm not a rapper. I feel like I sound like that right now. She's, she's not. She's actually releasing a single I tomorrow. <laughs> she's releasing a single tomorrow, so. It's a pop tune. <laughs> By the time this uh, this episode comes out, it'll be out. It'll be so. here to the world. Mm -hmm. Here's a, a good question. Um, I think this is number five or six. What would you say to people just getting started who may be torn between going full-time as an artist or just picking a career? This is dope because Haley, our board member, member just quit all of her jobs to be a full-time artist. So, Haley, why don't you speak for us? Um, <laughs> people often confuse Haley and Mo. We both have blonde hair. It's so crazy. I don't think this is as funny because people can't see you. <laughs> 
or know what she looks or like. Or knows what Haley looks like. <laughs> and um, before Haley quit her jobs, we were having a heart to heart about being so busy. And and Haley's been on tours. Um, she's been on tons of tours. She just released her sophomore EP, and she's an amazing musician. She's also given me guitar lessons. So we were talking about the fear, you know, the fear of if I quit my jobs, how will I sustain myself? And I said, Haley, if there is a will, there is a way, girl. So what's your will? And let's make a way. And she did. She quit all of her jobs. She teaches lessons and she performs. She performs full time and she's about to leave to go on tour um, at the end of this month. So and I helped her develop her her business plan, her budget to, to keep herself on track and and she's rocking it. I'd say for people that are torn, if you need a full-time job because you have other things to pay, like I need a full-time job because I have to pay off my student loans. I can't just quit everything as an artist um, and just be an artist just yet. So if you do have to have a full-time job, make sure it's a full-time job that will help you as an artist. Mm-hmm. So my full-time job is working at a venue, which has helped me make those relationships, make, build the relationships, book shows because of the venue that I'm at. Um, build connections because of the venue that I'm at. So pick, pick a smart career. Don't just be a nine to fiver, you know, at a random place or working at Subway. You know, find your way in the music world if you can't just be a full time artist. I can be honest, and I I tried to put off the self um, self employed life for a little bit because I well I don't think I was ready first of all um, until I did it when I did it. But after I did and I, you know, I pretty much work on Woman Crush stuff, which is still music and I listen to music all day Mm -hmm. and I work with artists all the time, like, and ultimately it's going to help my artist career whenever I decide to relaunch that. Um, You just got to go for it, Um, especially like if you're young and you're still living with your parents, like, take advantage of that, you know? Yeah. Take advantage of that. Um, and if not, do something that you're going to learn from. Just like what we were talking about with college. Pick a major that you can benefit from. All right, let's get this. Uh, I think there's one or two, but what's your favorite part about being in both realms of the industry? You know, the artist side and the business side. That's a good one. Being able to not get played by other people i think that is probably a hundred percent the best feeling in the world uh prime example i played a uh uh it was set up as an award show okay we'll 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 say that and it was basically a pay-to-play now for you people out there who don't know what pay-to-play is it's, it's a trap awful <laughs> it's a trap you should never have to <laughs> run to the hills run to the hills so my naive um self did it um but i was telling my boss about it and explaining it and i'm like can you look over this contract i'm about to sign it she's like this is a pay-to-play do you know what that means like, no, I don't know what that means. You basically pay X amount of money to play in something. And I thought that was cool because I was going to be a part of an award show. I could win it. That's great to go on your resume or portfolio. She's like, no, 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 honey. You have to pay them X amount of money. And if you don't sell tickets um, for people to see you, you still will owe them more. So at the end of all of this, you have to pay this company $500 to play. That's not how it works, honey. They should be playing, paying you to play, not the other way around. Well, I'm dumb, and I did it anyways. (laughs) Uh, 
So I sold X amount of tickets that I was supposed to sell. We were in the clear. They're cashing everyone's checks out. And um, the guy explains to me like, no, 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 you can't. You, you didn't do it right. You were supposed to sell X amount of online tickets, not just physical ones. I'm like, uh, no, that's not what the contract said. The contract said just do X amount of tickets. So I went and got my contract out and brought it back to him. And I said, this is what the contract says. So either you're going to pay me this much money or we're just going to go to court. And I don't think you want to go to court for $457. So I did the math for him on the back of the contract, slapped it down, and he cut me my check. And he gave me a bonus. He rounded it up to $500. (laughs) So it felt good. I walked away. I got a new looper pedal. Um, But that was probably my favorite part, not getting mauled over. Yeah, I have. That is literally the best feeling in the world, um, especially when you. <laughs> we definitely need a button. <laughs> we definitely need a button. Um, that is literally the best feeling in the world, and especially if you look young or you sound young on the mm. phone, like I do. People always like when I talk to them on the phone. They they must think that I'm like. A teenager still, which is very flattering, but also very annoying to get people to take you seriously. But then I start spewing out all these, oh, well, we need to sign an agreement with these, these, and these terms and all this stuff. And then they're like, oh, oh, shit. She actually knows what she's talking about. Mm, mm, mm. She's a boss ass bitch, mm. bitch, bitch, bitch. Yeah, bitch. so basically be a boss ass bitch. <laughs> Takeaway from today's episode of Breaking the Business. Today's lesson, kids. <laughs> um, we'll, we'll wrap up the questions with this last one. Where do you hope to see yourself in five years? Still balancing the two? Um, or are you on a different path? Um, I'll go first. I think that I will be balancing the two but in a smart way okay um just because right now you know i'm balancing the two and a million other things Mm. because i guess i do consider my i consider woman crush to to me as the business side of me but also still very much the artist side of me because i'm surrounded by artists and in music all the time but in terms of creating music myself i'd love that to be a part of my day and so in five years when i envision you know a woman crush headquarters Mm. i envision like us to have like little studio rooms that all the all of our woman crush ladies could come hang out in during their breaks in the day and just writing with music with them when i'm taking a break from writing emails and that's really what i am dreaming about right now So where I see myself in five years would be a touring international pop sensation with a a line called, Beyonce did it, so can I. (laughs) (laughs) Stay tuned for Kingsley's next album, Beyonce did it, so so can I. (laughs) My album is called Some of Beyonce's Lemonade. (laughs) I'm not really that obsessed with Beyonce. I know I talk about her a lot on this podcast. Um, yeah, I'd see myself as a touring pop star in five years. That should be, you know, an album a year. So on my, I would be on my sixth album, which would be dope. Um, still working for Women Crush, still doing, uh, Women Crush stuff, still leading the company. Um, so I'll still definitely be balancing the two. I don't think, 
I think it's important to to know what you're good at. And I think you have to want to, too, because I think the thing about balancing that people are just so, I think it has kind of like a, a connotation to it. Yeah. You know, like when you're balancing being an artist and business person, it's automatically like, you're miserable. Like, no, that's actually you're, not yeah, the case. I'm if you want miserable. to be doing it, then you're going to do it and be happy about it. It's just when you're being forced to have that miserable nine to five job where you're literally, I don't know, imagine like doing PR for a dentist. I, I did that for like two months. I'm, <laughs> I kid you not. I did that and it was the worst two months of my life. <laughs> but, you know, it's like when you're in that kind of situation, right, where you literally like hate what you're doing as a business person. Um, and so I think just being smart about it. Um and then if you don't want to balance, don't balance it. Just be an artist. Yeah, just be an artist. That's it. Just be an artist. Um, and hire me or Ashley to do work for you. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're looking to take on new clients. <laughs> um, I want to ask you a question. This isn't on the questions, but what's your favorite part about being um, in Women Crush? Women Crush Music. Hashtag Women Crush Music. Official government name. Um, I think that my favorite part about being I was going to say being woman crush, but I am not woman crush music. Um, I am a part of woman crush music now because we have a very solid 25 person Slack channel um, right now. My favorite part is honestly one having a really great team um, that I know will back me and outside of the team. I know that I will go to a show to support a woman crush artist and see other woman crush mm -hmm. artists there. Literally, my favorite part about any woman crush showcase, and it's when I start crying literally every time. Um, disclaimer, she cries pretty much every day. I, I, cry, <laughs> I cry at all of the showcases. I'm not kidding. I'm so surprised I didn't cry on stage on Wednesday. I really was about to. Um, my favorite part of every showcase is after everyone's performed and if they haven't met each other yet, they all like get together and exchange numbers and and the next week I see them writing a song together or getting dinner together or um, playing a show together and I see that and it just makes me so happy. Um, a quick story about that is uh, I was at Mo's house and she was making fried chicken because she makes That's the best fried chicken and we also had our friend Emily Aldridge over and it hit me and they were talking about it that we all met because of Woman Crush and it was in that moment when like we were all just doing something completely not music related obviously we were talking about music but we were just having to get dinner together and just hanging out like friends who have known each other for years and years and years and it was all because of woman crush music something that i created because i wanted this mm -hmm. i wanted to make real friends that were doing what i was doing and it was just that's literally like i noticed that and I just like I was like, all right, that's it. Mission accomplished for me. We made uh, it. <laughs> we made it. <laughs> Mama, we made it. <laughs> um, I think my favorite part about being a part of women crush music is having a project. My my first 
project that I released on my EP was so women infiltrated that I, it was overwhelming. Um, Ashley co-wrote it with me. Uh, Larissa sang backup vocals. I had a woman, a woman crush artist refer me to her friend to edit the photos. I had a woman uh, take the picture for the cover art. It was just so, so many women. It was held at a woman's house for the release show. And Haley played guitar with me at the show. So it was just all hands on deck for women and it felt good releasing it. And I think that that doesn't happen often just because, you know, the music industry is dominated by men. You know, we have more men producers, more men mixers. It's just how the nature of the, the music world is. And that but, project releasing my first single. There. No, you're, they're out there. <laughs> you join our we're women crush there. team and we'll we'll tell you where where they're at. There's women on women. Um that sounded weird. <laughs> so that was my favorite thing, just having having so many women on my project. It felt good. It felt good. And it's possible. Uh, and I hope that um, as Woman Crush continues to grow and expand to different cities, um, I hope that what Mo did with her release and have, being all women-created um be more possible for people because through women crush music they'll be able to meet more women artists of any kind um and so that's really the takeaway is that it is possible to be a business person um and also be an artist you just have to balance it wisely um I think that that is the way that I want to put it. Balance it wisely and make sure that you're happy doing what you're doing. Because ultimately, that's that's what matters. It's not how many songs you can write in a month. Or... Because if nobody hears them, then, you know, what's the point of writing the songs? Exactly. So that is, that is really it. I think the coolest thing that's ever happened being a part of Hashtag Women Crush Music is at our very first showcase here in, in the Portland chapter, after a couple months of not having showcases, one of the past artists came on stage before she played her her song and said that she didn't know how much she needed Women Crush until she had Women Crush, that she her band are all men, and she goes on tour with them, and, and having a circle of women was much needed in ways that she had no idea. So her basically said, like, thank you, Women Crush, for saving me in ways that I didn't know that I needed to be saved. So... We hope you women artists uh, are out there listening, and if you're looking, we're here. We're here for you. And we'll be here on Break the Business next week as well, so uh, tune in next week, and you can follow us on all of our socials at Women Crush Music and womencrushmusic.com to join our newsletter. We have a Spotify playlist uh, for all of our cities. We've got a Chicago one. We've got a... Austin one and a Portland one and many more. So if you want to hear women crush artists, go ahead and check out our Spotify playlist. And thank you so much to Ryan, yo, who, yo, yo, Ryan. who is Break the Business, the man. Um, he is in China, but thank you so much for uh, supporting Women Crush Music and letting us take over your podcast. Take over, take over. All right, guys. Uh, Ladies, go out there and be a boss-ass bitch. Bitch, bitch, bitch. Once again, my name is Mo. I'm the queen of operations for Women Crush Music. I'm also an artist. You can find me on all of the things at IamKingsley.com or just look up Kingsley Music on your social media. And I'm Ashley, and we will uh, 
listen to no that's not right (laughs) (laughs) we will talk to you next week talk to you soon soon enough